it's a person that cares about the mission of the company and cares about what's going on with the customer that can deliver that message effectively. It's less about video presence and more about that mindset shift. Leading Matters with Joel Caparelli. I am so guilty of telling you how awesome each episode is. I, I believe it though every time I say it, so for what that's worth. But today, oh man, I can't even particularly or specifically articulate it. It is just an awesome episode. It is Amy Schmidauer. I'm going to introduce her in full when you get into the episode. But she handles um, you know, using video uh, to connect, engage, part of your brand, how to use it in business. And she's got to be one of the best at it. And the awesome thing for Amy, I'm almost jealous of her in a way because she's early on in her career. She's really established herself with what she does. She gets better literally every month. You know, the the things I see come uh, across her YouTube channel get better and better. And you get the privilege today of listening to her speak for about 30 minutes with very specific and practical application. So what I'd like you to do if you care at all about video you need to save it. You need to listen to it once, twice, three times. Mark down some of the things she says and then start to put them into practice. And then go subscribe to her YouTube channel. In fact, go subscribe to her YouTube channel first because you're going to learn a lot more there as well. But what I like about this episode is, uh, look, I've been doing Leading Matters for about a year or so. And I like to think that I've gotten good at, at trying to you know, pull some information that's not readily available from some of the people that you may know and and have read, and I think uh, I was able to achieve that today. That you know, I, and I could just tell you from my own personal experience. I'm a fan of Amy's work. I learned from it, but I learned a lot more after this 30 minutes with her. And I can now go back with those resources that she has up on her YouTube channel and pull a lot more value out of it. So I'm I'm happy to have done that. I hope you get the same value out of it. But seriously, go follow her, add her on your social feeds on Snapchat, Instagram, wherever, Facebook, uh, and and let her know that you found her via this uh, episode. But most importantly, enjoy the next 30 minutes of incredible value and information on video from Amy Schmidauer. Now, I've asked my guest today to be on the show because she knows video better than probably anyone out there today. And I don't mean video production or editing, uh, and she's good at those things, certainly, but I mean using video to connect with an audience, using video to inject personality into our communications, and using video to equally entertain and educate. And look, you know, it's no secret, video is ridiculously easy to do these days, after all, most of us carry around a high-definition video recording device in our pockets or in our purse. Yet it is a medium that continues to challenge marketers and business leaders of all types. And that's why I've asked my guest to be on with us today, to remove some of that mistake from this tactic that we can make powerful use of where our mission, our values, and our purpose are concerned. So who is my guest? She is Amy Schmidauer. You might know her as the host of Savvy Sexy Social. That is a video series for people who want to create amazing brand platform through video and social media. Her YouTube channel has about 600-plus episodes, even more than that last I checked, over 3 million views. Her entire YouTube footprint represents over 10 million views, so she knows a thing or two about eyeballs on the video that she produces. And oh, by the way, she's in the middle of authoring her first book and is a highly rated international speaker. In fact, we are recording this just just a day before she sets out for Scotland to deliver a keynote address. So Amy, first things first, I know you're getting ready to leave tomorrow. I want to thank you so much for squeezing this in and joining me today on Leading Matters. 
Joel, I mean, I haven't had a, a, a great intro like that in a long time. So thank you for inviting me and thank you so much for appreciating the work that I do and, and thinking that it's going to help your audience. I hope that I can bring them some value today. Oh, I know you will. You know, it, it's funny. I, I I was checking out the site to, to prep today, make sure there's nothing new I haven't missed. And <laughs> I got to tell you, every time I show up on the site, I learn a little something new. And you might laugh at this one, but I was watching your, your inbound 2015 talk today and you, you said, you know what? You shouldn't have the episode names in your title. So I did, <laughs> <laughs> I did this little car series I do. And you know, what's in the title are my episode names and numbers. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like to, I like to shout that one out. I mean, there are a lot of people that do that, but when you're trying to get discovered, you're wasting precious space. <laughs> yeah, I learned that. So thank you for that tip. So listen, now I've had the good fortune of knowing who you are through your work uh, for probably a couple of years now, but the, the benefit of my audience, can you give them, what's the, the necessary info that they need to know about Amy Schmidt Hour and what they could expect when they visit your YouTube channel? I think the biggest message here is that you have a valuable message to get out there for your audience, your potential customers. And video is the way to do that, but not just any video. I mean, we've been creating commercials and TV for many, many years, but online video is very special because it's relatable. And so when you can share your message in a way that is relatable and makes that personal connection between the brand and your customer, you are going to make such an incredible opportunity happen for the brand to not only just grow sales and grow the important metrics, but to actually have a community and to be somebody's favorite. I mean, we go to brands like Starbucks for coffee because they're our favorite. We chose them. I personally think their coffee is good, but I like other coffee as well. But, you know, things that they do that make me love them, I'll go drink their coffee anytime. And I will choose them if I'm walking by a couple of options. So I think that's what it's about. You're getting your message out there. It's an important one, but it's not just an important one to you. It's about what's important to your audience and you're saying it to them in a way that makes sense for the context of the scenarios you're in, such as the Twitter world or the YouTube world or the Facebook world, and you're really delivering it in a way that they actually can understand so they'll even get to know you in the first place. Well, listen, I, I think that's the best little part of it, right, about getting to know you because you, you speak a lot about speaking not to the camera but to the people that are actually yes. on the other end, right? Right? Mm -hmm. And I like that. And look, your personality comes through loud and clear. So I, again, I, I want if you're in the car listening to this or wherever you might be, you know, hit the little rewind button a couple times to listen to that whole thing and then go check out Amy's channel because, you know, that's a very kind of uh, viscerally tactical execution of, of, of how video matters. But it, it even gets a little bit more color when you see her work. So I would encourage you to go do that. But listen, Amy, one of the things that strikes me about video and especially when you're creating a, a YouTube channel, is just how bad so many companies are at it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I don't get it. Like, why is that? Have you uncovered like the the reason behind why companies are so god awful and why they're so hesitant to embrace their their YouTube presence and get it right? It's a number of things. I think one one really big issue being prestige, what you think your level of prestige for your brand should be and therefore the video should be. By doing that, 
you're basically saying, hello, customer, I am better than you. Thank you very much. So I'm going to make this very, uh, very prestigious video and deliver information I think is important to you. The bottom line is that we are not thinking like our customer. Every time somebody brings a new problem, a new issue, a new obstacle, a new why, how do I do video this way? Nobody likes it. Nobody's paying attention to it. How do I tag it correctly for search engine optimization? It's because we are really trying to make these decisions in the proverbial boardroom or the literal mm. boardroom instead of what is it actually that our customers are thinking about? What are their problems? What, what do they enjoy if it's more of an entertainment side of things? And we really just don't even consider it. It seek to understand, right? If you're going to actually show up on someone's radar in a way that they invited you, it means that you have to put something in their world that they care about. And you know what? They probably haven't thought about buying your product yet, hiring for your service, or any of those things. They haven't even gotten to that level of understanding in their pain point process. But what they do potentially know is what's bothering them today. I'll give you an example. For my channel specifically, I'm trying to convince you that creating video to share your message is the way to go, specifically if you're a brand and you also need to do it in a very specific way so you are going to be tuned in to your audience. But many people find me because the problem that's bothering them today, it's not video. Everyone's like, oh, 2016 is the year of video. They've been saying that since 2010. Mm, sure. So I keep being brought in as the expert. I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to be the expert forever <laughs> because everyone's saying it's always the year of video. Everyone's putting it off. But the problem that bothers them today is, hmm, I really wish I had more Twitter followers. So one of the top ranking videos on my channel, meaning the most viewed over its lifetime, is how to get top five ways to get more followers on Twitter. And the most viewed video is how to embed a YouTube video into a PowerPoint presentation. It's a basic tutorial. These top ranking videos are tapping into the pain points you have right now, what you're thinking about and what's bothering you in this moment so that you will just see my face be liking it for any reason, potentially trust the advice, maybe even get some, some results by listening to me. And then you're like, hmm, this video thing is really working for her. <laughs> yeah. And then there's, oh, there's video advice here. Oh, interesting. And then the conversation goes from there. People are not spending enough time thinking about what the problems of today are as a brand, because we can let them know that this is what's important to you. You need to, you need to hire us. We're going to change your life. We're going to change your business. We're going to change your world. Well, I'm sorry, but that's a big thing to want to deliver on me right now when I don't even know who you are or why you matter in my life. And I've got this other problem going on. Who are they and what's going on in their life now that you can actually show yeah. up on their radar and matter? Yeah, no, I, that, listen, you connected a lot of dots there, right? I love that you're saying, hey, look, my two most watched videos, you know, and I would even say, and I, I think I've watched uh, the Twitter, I think I've seen the Twitter one before, right? And I, I wouldn't even necessarily qualify them as representative of who you, they certainly represent who you are, but I, I, I find that interesting that you practice what you preach there, right? But do you think that, that, that hidden in that uh, hesitancy, Amy, is 
a lack of, I mean, I guess the question is, it seems to me that brand is so much more important with all the media options that we have before us today and that giving a voice and a personality to what that brand represents and who it is and, and what it, what it values and, and, and really breathing life into it is even more important than it even was even five years ago. I mean, do you think that's fair that, that, that the importance of brand given our media options are so, is so much more important than that not a lot of companies kind of invest in that brand uh, definition and development? It's funny because I I would argue that they do, but they're fully invested in a logo and colors more than they are, um, and and elevator pitches and and talking points than they are in the personal connection. Everybody wants to hide behind the logo, and that is a problem today. It's not fair. Sorry, you you got to make a connection with somebody in particular because people want to do business with people. Only it's not even about the do business part. It's just people wanting to connect with people. This is how the world goes around. So when you do allow that personal connection to take place, that's investment in the brand is allowing there to be someone or many someones or just humans that the audience can say, Hey, Oh my gosh, like that. I love that girl. She's so funny. She runs X companies videos and I always learn so much or I'm always so entertained or whatever the case may be. It's, it's understanding that it, there is more to this than having a designer work out some things for you that sure. you can paste into all of your cover art. Yeah. There has to be somebody that helps you to deliver the message. This is also something we've seen in small moves, such as a big company having on their Twitter any replies be signed off with initials. Because even something so small mm. as saying yeah. a real human being working behind this account helped you and wants you to be happy. Uh, we especially see this with airlines. And and that's important to people. I'm not even looking at a face and I feel better knowing JS assisted me on Twitter. Like that's <laughs> that's crazy how small yes, but intentional yeah. that 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 connection is. Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I um I had Jay Bear on the show when, when Hug Your Haters came out, and I know I know you, you you know Jay, and and what you said there about that the initials, right? I, I he doesn't touch on video too much in, in his uh, most recent book, Hug Your Haters. But as you're speaking there, I'm thinking, well, shoot, you know, like let's look at Comcast, for instance. Comcast is always maligned for their customer service, right? Is is it could we do something creative with video? As let's say we have terrible customer service and we want to kind of connect better. So we do the thing with the initials because I think that does give a face or personality to it. But what if, like, could, is it is it brazen or bold enough for a brand like a Comcast to go out and produce a series of, hey, nightmares from the Comcast customer service? You know, it's kind of being transparent about, hey, here's where we kind of screwed up. Here's what we're doing. Or is that too dangerous for them? I mean, what, what do you think about that? I think legal would freak out about that. <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly. And and um, so maybe we get there. But do you know what would be really brazen is if they actually used Twitter video to reply to a problem with an employee in customer service and said, hey, my name's Heidi. So sorry that this is happening for you. I'm looking into it right now. I'm going to get you a response in the next 20 minutes. If you can imagine that little square video, now it would be a reply. Mm -hmm. It would not be a main video on the feed on Twitter, but no one is using Twitter video. There is so much that this small tool can do because Twitter is just trying to survive in the social sphere right now because no one understands what the what the deal is with them or how they're making money and all the changes in ownership. But they got Twitter video and no one's using it. And if you could do something instead of doing the initials, but taking somebody that is so 
escalated in their approach and making them look someone in the eye who is saying, I am working on this for you right now, Joe Schmo with 50 followers on Twitter. I don't care. You're important to me. It's not just the people that have millions or the people that are blogging to their their huge lists. You matter to me. And so I have been instructed as the official video response Twitter customer service representative. And maybe, you know, like there's an, there's a place where you can learn more about that on the website. That starts to humanize the brand as well. Yes, there's a lot we can do with video. And that is something that is it may feel defensive, but oh my, I, I, I can see that in every publication in marketing being a groundbreaking thing that we are not seeing because that feels so, uh, so dangerous yeah. to a big company. Yeah. And well, legal might not like companies. that either. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. No, listen, I think, look, uh, you know, we call uh, legal sometimes the sales prevention team or the innovation prevention team. Yeah. Sometimes, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, they, they have a good job to do. I mean, there's compliance matters. Right. Um, but listen, look, I love that. I agree with you about Twitter video because um, I've seen it used. I've used it tacitly myself here and there. And it, it does puts a whole new facet on on what Twitter's about. So I'm, I'm curious to hear you say that. But let me ask you about your style, Amy, for a second. Uh, and what I love about the channel is that, again, you practice what you preach. You know, it's, it's very consistent. You know what you're going to get. You know what to expect. You know, if a viewer comes back more than once or twice, they, they do know what and how you go about things and, and how you address your audience and how you talk to your audience. Your videos, they're short. They almost always focus in on, a, on teaching your audience something new in some way, shape, or form, even if it's kind of, kind of uh, you know, off the cuff, right? Uh, but, oh, by the way, your personality comes through loud and clear, right? And, and what I want to know is, is how did you get there? Surely your first videos didn't pack as much of that personality attention and, and focus as they do today. So was that an intentional kind of editorial approach that you developed over time? You know, your style, the focus and whatnot. And, and if it was, could you share a little bit about that process? I'm really glad that you're bringing this up because actually a major point that I'm making in my keynote is that the reality of video and, and you're right, I do differentiate myself in this world of business and uh, content marketing on YouTube by really living by the YouTube cadence and having this personality. And this is absolutely something that was not as potentially good, I guess, as it is today at the beginning. But also at the beginning of this channel, I had already been well-versed in video and YouTube for three years prior on another channel. So my beginning videos on this channel are definitely going to help you get some context of how far I've come, but they're also not my first videos ever. First videos ever, always going to suck. First videos on this channel, I agree, totally suck. And the personality is not always going to be there. But what I'm making the point of in this uh, keynote is that the reality is my videos win because it's 5% personality. It's 95% talent. And there are ways to develop that talent in video. I talk about it in this way, SRP. S means to specialize, get super specialized about what you talk about and own it because you want to be known as the channel for that. And then you need to read, you need to read your customers. You need to know what their problems are. We just talked about this, talking about 
what are their problems right now when you specialize, but you know exactly where your customers are and their level of understanding in order to get them to care about your business model, then you need to deliver a lot of content. And by doing so, you need to pee practice, 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 Mm. practice. You said I have more than 600 episodes on this channel. I have another 300 on the other channel. I have a cumulative 10 million views in my entire YouTube career with clients on myself. So that comes from practice. Every single time you publish, I should say publish, it's not just filming in front of the camera and then letting it go. A lot of my growth has come from the fact that I edit myself on video. It's also a lot of my insecurity as I'm aging. (laughs) However, I think it's a lot more talent than it is personality. If I have to chalk up the reason why people love my content, it's not just that I'm a little bit fun, but also because I'm not wasting your time. You barely even hear me breathe unless I'm pausing for comedic effect. And that has to do with editing and that comes from talent. So that's really what it is at the heart of it. It's great if you're a fun human being that happens to be a little funny, but more than anything, if you are dull, but you are so good at what you do that somebody watches my channel, they find me in search, they find how to embed a YouTube video into a PowerPoint presentation, they watch that tutorial for five minutes and 59 seconds, they're hooked, they watch more. No one's ever just said, I watched one video, it was pretty good. Everyone watches like Pringles, they pop, they can't stop, they're watching eight to 10 to 300 to 600 videos. And I've heard somebody say they've watched 300 in one sitting because the channel's equipped for that. The archives for mm. they are there. And I respect your time. I'm there to teach you what you came to learn. And you get to choose your route on my channel. And, and that's, that's what it is. It's not personality. I have a great personality. But it's come a long way with my introverted self. <laughs> and I, I, I never thought I was going to be a public speaker. YouTube has given me the ability to do that by editing myself down and learning how to talk and not wanting to edit 25 minute videos anymore. I only wanted to edit a five minute video (laughs) because at some point it's like, God, cut a lot of stuff out of there. You grow from that. When you watch yourself grow, when you watch the personality in your company grow, when you see this process, you find ways to get faster and you're going to get faster by also becoming more confident. And that's, it's all talent. It's all talent. And man, that's that's great. First of all, I love the passion, right? Because you obviously are passionate about it. And again, I want to—I know I've said it a couple of times, but I really, really, really want you to go check out Amy's YouTube channel because, like I said, you'll definitely learn something. I mean, there's so much packed in there. You know, I want to ask you about the the Q. I stumbled upon your Q and A series. I forget what you call it. Uh, I've tried everything. What you call it? <laughs> I've tried everything, <laughs> Amy. I've tried everything, and I can't get more Twitter followers. All right, well, let's talk about what you're doing wrong, and I'll let you know you haven't tried everything. <laughs> so, I mean, is that a new? Because it seems to me i looked at the post date and it looked kind of newish is that something new that you're doing yeah it was uh i was getting a lot of a lot of q a in my email and i've been very good at at having an opening open email policy and these days it's just so hard but i wanted those people that feel they can connect with me via email to be heard so i just said hey look this is the name of my q a series if you have a question you can submit it as a part of that series and then hopefully if it's relevant to what i need to be talking about on this channel at this point then i will bring you on and what's cooler is i'm not just getting I've actually kind of helped myself a little bit because usually I get about nine page paragraph emails of someone's life story that they really want to tell me everything. <laughs> but when I challenge them and say, hey, do you want to be featured in a, a video? What if, go with me on this, you ask me a question in less than 30 seconds <laughs> in a video 
boom. And then your face is on my channel. So it's really been encouraging people to A, make video, which furthers my cause, and B, help me manage email a little bit and still be able to answer some of those questions when I'm able to, to create a Q&A video. Long answer as to yes, it is a new series. <laughs> well, no, look, I love it. I, I was glad to have found it and I really, I really enjoy it. And I think it's... Um... You know, you're gonna do what you're gonna do, but I, I think it, it should you should keep it up because it's it's great. And I, what I like about it, Amy, and this is just me being you know self indulgent, so forgive me. Sure. Um, it it's a little bit more because you you're you you pack so much in. Like, and I I've seen a couple of your 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 keynote speeches, and you know, you're obviously your personality comes through in those as well. But it, there's no joke that you're hard at work here and that there's – and you know your craft. In other words, you've developed it over time and you know it cold. And hey, in other words, the worth listening to part comes through. So that's what I liked about that series. But let me let me weave that self-indulgent observation into a question <laughs> if I may, right? I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, because one of the things that, I, that I'm running into a lot with um, you know, people that I talk to, and we talk a lot, of this, a lot about this on the show, is that to – because video is such a personal element and a personal thing – that the, the the who we are as a company, we talked about brand and whatnot, but what the company's mission is, what they're set on, setting out to do, the values of the organization, the purpose, and on and on. And, and really strong leaders, they care about those elements, but they also make it a priority for the company to, to adopt those elements as their own, to internalize them, to identify with them, to do their jobs so they're in alignment with them. So I have a couple of questions about that, but first, I would love to get your two cents on, on how important that you think, especially in the context of video, that you know, how important do you think you know, defining the mission, the values, and the purpose should be? Is it, is it close second to brand? Is it, is it a necessity to get started? I think it's number one. I think it's massively important. Um, I just got off a call with a new client who is helping um, their customers with how they make investment decisions. And this is a really ugly topic like financials. We don't understand it. Somebody's managing our money. It could be anything. And the way that they're doing things is very focused on you taking ownership in who you choose and the companies you believe in and the trends that are happening. And look over the next three to five years, like this is why you would want to own a part of this company. And the millennial demographic, that's, that's music to our ears. Mm -hmm. If we, if you, if we give money to, to a nonprofit, we're we're expecting you to be able to say your $100 will do this. Uh, nonprofits have not really done that as much, but we're seeing that with a lot of newer nonprofits showing up online in the last five years or so and them saying like, oh, if you give this much money, you're going to give 50 people water. Like we want to hear that. We want to know yeah. so we can take ownership in yeah. it. So your values, your mission, you're helping me advocate for you. I want to be able to say that. I want to be able to repeat that back in a way that's meaningful to me. And I know that I am helping you and I do understand you. And that makes me feel like a vested part of your community. So yes, I think it's massively important. And then your brand, of course, is, is it goes hand in hand with that, but it should only reiterate that point. Mm. No, look, I'm glad, I'm glad to hear you say that, right? Because I think, again, I talk, I see the, the fear in the eyes of people that kind of want to wade into the video pool. And if they don't, it, it seems to me, actually, I'll, I'll ask it this way. If, that's where a new client is. They want to get into the video game a little bit. They don't know necessarily where to start. What is the first thing that you tell them? I tell them to listen to their customer because the first thing that you should do when you talk to a camera is 
rethink what the lens of a camera is and replace it with the eyeballs of that person that had that question. Because first of all, you're going to be terrible on camera if you talk to it like it's a device. I mean, come on, we are talking about talking to a piece of equipment here. Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, like I'm talking to a microphone right now, but no, I'm not. I'm talking to Joel. Like we're, we're talking right now. It's the same thing with video. When you envision that thing as the vehicle for your message, you talk to it in a very different way. You talk to it like you're actually listening to who's on the other end. And the only way way to have that emotional connection while you're delivering that message is to truly understand the struggle of that person. There's no way you can sit in front of a camera and deliver a meaningful message unless you already have that in your brain, that understanding. What's going on with them? Because this isn't about you. This isn't even about your company. This is the value that they're asking for. And if you're the one to deliver it, then you get to take the next step with them. If it's someone else, they get to do it. And so this is where a lot of companies get hung up on, oh, we don't want to tell them that. That's we had to keep, mm. keep that close to the vest, mm. or 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 whatever the case may, be, whatever excuse you can come up with. That's fine because they'll find it someplace else. No, I like that. Listen, I know we're, we're I got you for a little bit longer, so if you just indulge me for a minute because I want to sure. follow up with two more questions here, and then I'll let you get on your way to Scotland soon. I got a pack. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, but but in that context, so that's that's good. I like I like what you said there about hey, talk to your customers, listen to them, and speak to them, right? But what about the tactics of it, right? Because one of the things I hear again and again uh, is that so many people are uncomfortable in front of the camera, yet leaders want to produce more video, right? So they they feel they always have to go out and hire another body. I mean, that's always, hey, we just need more bodies to do this. But surely they have the people on staff that could pull out, you know, that could pull off a good camera presence, right? So first, like if there's 100 people in the company, surely there's got to be two, two for God's sakes, 2%, right, that could do... Uh, or perform well in front of the lens. So if that, if you think that's true, how do leaders find their video stars out, out there? I think it's really important to recognize that although this is absolutely an obstacle, more than anything, that that thing that I just described in the eyes of the person that's going to be delivering your company message is a really big responsibility. And you're also going to feel the weight of that in choosing someone because it's like, wow, like, this this is a big thing that we're choosing this person to do. They may or may not become the face of our brand. That's a great thing, and that's a thing that we're going to have to navigate and learn mm. more about. There's a lot to this, but I think we even put too much weight in the person and making that right call of the person. And um, in some ways, just making the personal connection alone will will work. And who they become from there is important. But it's a person that cares about the mission of the company and cares about what's going on with the customer that can deliver that message effectively. And it's, it's, a, it's less about video presence and more about that mindset shift. So it may be somebody that's perfect because they fit all of that mold. And they, they are the ones that when you send them off to the networking events or you send them off into the, to the world, they're the ones that get it. They truly deliver the message. This might even end up being a customer. A lot of times we end up finding our advocates and their adv- our advocates will work for us. And they end up being the per- best case scenario because they've been there. And that's why we see a lot of like, oh, I was going through this. And so, and they end up being the, the personality that people put on camera because people want to hear a real story that happened. It's about how the message gets out there in the best way possible. It's not about 
who's going to be our famous online person. It, that's, it's not about camera presence. Sometimes someone can have an incredible history of broadcasting and camera presence. And just because they have that asset does not mean that they're going to be the best one to deliver your message because they know their craft. That's great. But if they don't understand that purpose, that, that mission and all of the, all that's in between, it doesn't matter how much history they have with the camera. It's not going to be what you need. So it's, it's a big ask, but it's a package deal. Absolutely. Look, you know, looking towards the employees that kind of internalize the mission, the values, the purpose. Like that's, that's great advice. So I, I love that. Uh, one last uh, topic, Amy, and then I'll let you get on your way here. Um, I'm, you know, I got to tell you, it's how I really kind of started to tune into you a little bit more uh, consistently, and that is Snapchat, to tell you the truth. Because really? I, yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> well, honest to God, right? Because what I what I'm what I fi- discovered with Snapchat is there's lots of people I'm aware of, and I know their work, and I know what they do. But what Snapchat did, and it was right around the social media world, to tell you the truth. That's what kind of motivated me to get you on the show, quite frankly, because mm-hmm. I was looking at uh, what was going on behind the scenes, and then it motivated me to go to your channel and, and dive into it a little bit more. But then it also makes me think, like, wow, like, there's so many different platforms. That, how do we prioritize them and whatnot? So I'm just kind of curious with, with live streaming, picking up so much steam, and Facebook Live seems it's not going away, right? Say Facebook Live looks like oh, it's going to yeah. be a behemoth. It's like right? saying Facebook's going away. <laughs> yeah, right? No. Nope. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think about that, right? And again, what I love about Snapchat, too, like I find Snapchat is more of a um, – a natural, rawer, environmental, behind-the-scenes thing that, uh, you know what, I know you, oh, shoot, I forgot, forget the person, but my, my point is this, it, it seemed, it, it drew me in closer to your, your content. Is that the way we should be considering live streaming and Snapchat and those more raw platforms? I'm curious what, what I know you've given it thought, so I'm just love to oh, yeah. have you share that with my audience. Yeah, well, I think in the, in the context of Snapchat specifically, I would say that the reason why everybody's flipping out over this network is it is very real and there's not a lot of smoke and mirrors that can be involved. And what's cooler than that is a nod to YouTube because Snapchat gives you the ability to do these really quick segments of video. You can't go past 10 seconds. You have to keep moving. And if you really want somebody to keep watching, you got to move the camera around. You got to find different angles. You've got to maybe change the filter up, change the coloring, add some text, add a lens, whatever the case may be. This is jump cutting on YouTube. This is why my channel is successful. They basically took what I do in Final Cut Pro and they gave it to the average user in Snapchat, only it's vertical video. So <laughs> sure. there's there's an argument there too. But the it's the accessibility of creating content that actually keeps people interested. The average user can do that by pressing their thumb on the camera button and and talking. And so this is really big because again, video that's relatable, video that shows us raw behind the scenes, this is what the customers want. If they wake up in the morning and say, I wonder what my favorite brand is talking about on social media today. (laughs) Because we do have favorite brands, but I don't wake up and go, oh, I gotta check Starbucks Twitter account. I don't do it. I gotta check their Snapchat. I don't do that. But if I am following, it better be something worth watching every day so that I don't think, why am I 
following this. And Snapchat makes it so easy for you to basically have my YouTube channel on your Snapchat account if you really wanted it. Although the only difference is I get to have archives. Yours is going to disappear in 24 hours. <laughs> sure. With live streaming, that's it's a nod to Snapchat and the rawness of Snapchat and why that works. Except, of course, just on a continuous, a little bit more boring basis. And that's fine. <laughs> uh, but it's cool because I think people like being in a live moment. It's why the salesperson wants to get you on the phone, not leave you a message. It's why we in business who are selling information products want you on the webinar so that we can walk you through why this is important. Can I answer your questions? Everyone in the room is really excited about this. The live format is effective from a sales perspective. So Facebook Live is a big, big, big deal. Big deal. Especially because they're pushing video to no end. Mm. If you upload any video whatsoever, it's going to get pushed to the top of the feed. Even if it's my video, which on YouTube is a six is con considered a successful video because you pressed play. Yep. On Facebook, it just showed up <laughs> and you did not even ask for it. Although you kind of did because you may have liked the page or your friend thought it was fantastic and shared it. You still did not really ask for that video. You didn't press play. It just showed up in the feed. Yeah. Facebook is pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. There's no audio. My videos on Facebook, crap because I just look like a talking head. If the audio's not on, I'm a banging good time, but you wouldn't know it unless you press the audio button. So it makes people think differently about what they got to do with Facebook video. And this is why I love the release of Adobe Spark. I, it's making video more accessible. And because of words and graphics, it's compelling Facebook video in like five seconds huh. for free. But live and video on Facebook with the way they're pushing it out. If you're not doing it, you literally do not want to do better on social media because you'll just get it by default if you even try. Now I love it. Look, I think you've, you, I think you hit all the angles there, and it's look. I think you've got yourself set up for a nice long career, right? Because people are going to take eons to figure this stuff out. So I know. <laughs> I keep saying, "Oh, it's the year of video." Fantastic. <laughs> I, I guess they figured it out, and then we get to the next year. Absolutely. So listen, Amy, I want to give you some time to tell my listeners where they could see more of your work, and if there's anything in particular that you'd like to point them to. You know, what what from Amy Schmidt should we be checking out? You know, I think you hit the nail on the head that if somebody's really looking to dive deep and, and find a way to expand their mind on video, go check out the YouTube channel. It's youtube.com slash Savvy Sexy Social. And I would love it if I'm a good fit for speaking at your organization that you check out my speaking trailer, which is also there on my speaking page, because uh, video and speaking is a very big focus for me. It's pretty much all I'm doing, which is why I'm, you know, promoting videos on podcasts. And then tomorrow I'm leaving to get on a plane to speak. So it's a, it's, it's a fun time to be in this industry and I only have more great information to share with you. So stay tuned. <laughs> great. That's fantastic. Amy, thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And thank you for all the great work that you're doing, the dedication to being such an awesome educator on these matters and, and really living out with is obviously a great gift that you've uh, been born with. So thanks for doing all that. And wow. Thank you. Thank all you right. so much, Joel.